Welcome to Geek Card, right here on geekcardshow.com. Now here are your hosts, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome to Geek Card, where we're reminiscing uh, to a time when we were younger with a hunger. I'm your host, Andrew Young. Always with me is Mr. Green. I don't know if I appreciate that pause there and the little like sigh that you're giving, but no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There was there was there was there was like a there's there's uh, always with me is Mr. Green. Yeah, it's him again. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. That's cool. (laughs) You be like that. That's fine. It's like I'm looking at. It's like oh day. 1,227 with Mr. Green. I'm waiting for that to shift back to zero, but that's... Uh... How many days with Mr. Green? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You have to, I, I was wondering what that placard on, on the back wall there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some people count accidents. I count Mr. Green's. But anyways, we've got a great show. Very many you. variants out there. <laughs> We have a great show for you tonight. It is our last show before Christmas. Um, technically, you guys will probably be hearing this during your Christmas holidays. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we are recording this before Christmas. And what a show it will be. We've got a big review coming your way of the just-released film, The Iron Claw, about the Von Erich family. We're going to be giving our review of that. And we're also doing something a little different this year. I thought it would be fun to have a quiz. And in the true spirit of entertainment, instead of coming up with a new format for a quiz, I just stole mine from the big fat quiz of the year from Channel 4 in Britain. But instead of Jimmy Carr, you got me. Instead of teams, we have Mr. Green going up against two very special guests in trivia warfare now we asked richard iowati and steve merchant to do the show they politely declined but in their place they sent the hosts of spoiled rotten ben sit and daniel grant welcome back to the program guys thank you very much for having us thanks for having us well thank you for being on uh, later on you guys are going to be facing off in quiz like warfare with mr green are you ready as ready as I'm going to be, I think. I I really did worry about this before we got on, and and now I'm feeling less prepared. But I think I think you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a good shot. Give it the old college try. Exactly. There you yeah. go, Ben. How about you? I'm I'm feeling good about it. I love myself a good trivia, and uh, it's it's where my useless facts come into really shine. So well, I'm there. You go. I'm excited to be a part of this. Well, we've got some useless facts ahead. Definitely. We've got uh, some questions about entertainment from the past year, um, specifically in comics and movies and just entertainment news. And we have a special segment. Where we'll be asking you questions about what happened on geek Hard this year. And I'm very worried that Mr. Green won't get these right. And that's just going to ruin our credibility once again. So I will say right now, I, how many are just the number of how many number of questions are there about specifically the show? Five. Perfect. I am going to say between zero and one. All righty. Wow. So low. That's a low bar. That's I'm it. I'm pretty sure he could jump that low bar. So anything better than one. 
<laughs> we're in business. Yeah. It's a good over under. It's a oh good over under. Yeah, oh that's my, uh, my my over. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll go solidly. I'll forget the zero because that's you know. To, I don't think Andrew would be that cruel to me. Uh, so I'll say my over under is one. Okay, nice. that sounds good. So yeah, so we have the big fat quiz of geek card coming up later on the program with tons of special guests showing up to ask some questions as well. It is going to be a fun time. So don't you go anywhere. We're going to take a commercial race right now. When we come back, we're going to be having tons of fun. This is Geek Heart. Hey, everybody. Jimmy the Short Order Cook here asking you, what's better than listening to Geek Heart? Answer, listen to Geek Heart while wearing a Geek Heart t-shirt. And there's a place you can get them. Tpublic.com slash user slash geekard. We got a bunch of great shirts there. We got geekard shirts. We got a Mr. Green's Tasty Meat shirt. Hell, we got a back issue bloodbath shirt. For all your geek needs with your geek merch, you want to go to tpublic.com slash user slash geekard. I'm not just asking you, I'm telling you. Welcome back to Geek Card on GeekCardShow.com. Now back to your host, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Card, folks. Andrew Young and Mr. Green here with our very special guests, Daniel and Ben from the Spoiled Rotten Podcast. Uh, earlier on, I said that we're going to be reviewing the Iron Claw. And some of you might have been going, oh, what about, what about Aquaman? Don't worry, folks. <laughs> Spoiled Rotten has got you covered in an upcoming yeah. episode, probably out by the time you listen to our episode. They're going to be talking about Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. Yeah, Somebody has to, right? I mean, I feel like people are probably going to be happier to hear people talk about Iron Claw. It's not. We, we've recorded the episode. <laughs> yeah. Probably yes. like I mean, listen if you want to hear. <laughs> but I think I think Iron Claw is the movie to discuss. <laughs> I really love you know. We give you the point to do a plug. You go listen if you want to hear it. Whatever. Where pe where can people find that episode, Daniel? Uh, it's gonna be at tdfeverything.com/spoiledrotten or on any podcast uh, platform you like to choose. It's gonna be out next year though. Like it'll be out in January of next year. But uh, we're we're on break right now. We're we're just doing podcast guests. Thing, not not doing any hosting right for the rest of the year but fair, um, that's fair enough fair enough okay but you got it? we got you got lots of classic episodes people can go back and listen to and yeah and enjoy over this festive season so as Those you would be the two options to get the older episodes for sure podcast yeah. platform of your choice or tdfeverything.com slash spoiled rotten awesome perfect all right well we're gonna get into that review right now of the iron claw Written and directed by Sean Durkin, produced by House Productions and distributed by A24. Here to read the synopsis is our good friend, the old man. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. That's good. You know, Devon Eriks, I remember seeing them. I was down at the Sportatorium in Texas a few times and uh, saw them fighting the, um, oh, what was their names? They were from Bad Street. What was their names? 
Oh my God. I missed their names. It was Bam Bam Terry Gordy and, and P.S. Michael Hayes and the other one. Can't even remember what their names are now. You're, you're talking about the fabulous Freebirds. That's right, the Freebirds. That's that's them, the fabulous Freebirds. They 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 were from Bad Street and they played the rock and roll music. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. They those guys would just kick each other in the face a lot. Well, yeah, that's wrestling. Well, yeah, but it's not all kicks. You know, there's some guys who do the grapple. And you get it down, you get a headlock. You know, I remember when I first saw wrestling, it was two guys. It was just like a big coliseum. A lot of people in robes were yelling at them, and they were like wrestling around and putting on the headlocks and stuff. There was no kicks or punches. Or clothing. No, there wasn't any clothing either. They were naked. That yeah. gave them flexibility, though. I mean, they could do things in, without clothes that would have been hard in one of them robe thingies. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. And you'd think, you know, uh, rubbing dicks against each other would be like an immediate. Uh, that's how they just. That's how they kept their distance. Well, that's how you get to know somebody. Rubbing dick. That yes, it's kind of like how dogs sniff each other butts. When a couple dudes rub their dicks against each other, that's how you know each other. That's how you get. That's how you get to know who they are. Who yeah, they yeah, really are. for sure. Yeah, yeah, you which know. is why we've never done it. No, no. No, well, we don't. You don't do that now. I'm just saying that back then, that's how guys got to know each other. I'm sure there's some people who still do it now. Yeah, but they do it more for well, there's some recreation, but some because you know they really they really connect with the other person. You know. Well, that's fair too. Love is love, right? Absolutely. That's right. So, anyways, the true story of the inseparable Von Eric brothers, who made history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s, through tragedy and triumph. Under the shadow of their domineering father and coach, the brothers seek larger-than-life immortality on the biggest stage in sports. And they didn't rub their dicks together there. Well, maybe they, who knows? They might have. Not the brothers, though. Maybe it was other people. Who knows? Maybe it was the brothers. Again, I'm not going to judge. They were pretty, they were close. I don't know. They were close. They were very close to their brothers, yeah. All righty, well, I'm going to see you guys later. Who knows? Maybe I'll see you guys later in the program for... Like a quiz question or something? Is that what's happening? That might be happening, old man. Okay, well then, who knows? This is bye-bye for now. And there he goes, the old man. So uh, the Iron Claw, it's in theaters. Usually, I throw mm-hmm. and say, what did you think of the film, Mr. Green? But I want to start off here before I, mean, before I even give a thought specifically about this film. I want to talk about based on true stories <laughs> and how, you know, the, the whole artistic license of like, well, we're going to find things and change things and stuff like that. Now, the last wrestling movie we reviewed, Fighting With My Family, that was complete, like, farce. <laughs> that was complete farce of like, let's make a Disney movie about wrestling to try to make WWE look like the greatest place on earth. Fuck that shit. But we get to this. I understand when writers take things and go, okay, well, we're going to move the timeline around. We're going to move some certain things in the time. We're going to combine some things, but to outright change story is what I don't get. Cause there are certain things that they have Kevin Von Erich do in this film 
that was the exact opposite in real life. Okay. Yeah, like specifically, he never got the uh, which got the uh, world class champions of wrestling from his father. His father never gave it to him. His father sold it to Jerry Jared, and Kevin tried to stop the sale. And in fact, a year after the sale said, fuck that, I'm going to reopen World Class Championship Wrestling. So there are things like that that I'm like, why even put any of that in there if you're going to tell it totally different? Like the exact opposite of what happened. Why even put it in there? Does it work narratively? Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. And And it is inspired by true events. I know, I know, but it's like if you're gonna talk about true people, use all their real names, and and do like, oh, well, now we're gonna put Ric Flair in here and stuff, and try to get a pop of like, oh, it's Ric Flair, oh, it's freaking Harley Race. Like, I just, I never understand that with a true story. Like, you just, like, just got to learn to accept that it's still just a movie. It's a fictional movie. It's not right. real. None yeah. of it's real. Listen, we we haven't even gotten into it, but like, come on, uh, uh, Jeremy Allen White is nothing like Carrie Von Eric. Jeremy Allen he is, White, he's he, like yeah. he's like a third of his height, and then he didn't even get buff. Like he got Jeremy Allen White got into the shape of somebody who's in good shape. He didn't even get into red. Like usually, like if you look at uh, Zach Afron, Zach Afron went the distance, and he actually got buffer than Kevin Von Eric was in real life. You know. He okay. So as I watched it, and he came out, and you see that first shot of him at the beginning, and they're wrestling, and he's got his, you know, he's obviously with his shirt off, and he's yeah. he's going around, and I was just like, I saw the trailers ahead of time, so I like I knew he was buff, but like as you're watching it, like on a big screen, you're like going, Jesus, man, like that, yeah, like yeah, you he... you went you went the distance, like you really you like you Christopher Reeve the shit out of this. He got in, no, he got into great wrestling physique and also he worked his legs, which is important. Because mm. when you have wrestlers from that time, they had pretty muscular legs and he worked those legs. Those legs looked very muscular. And then he's standing next to <laughs> Terry Allen White, who's playing Kerry Von Eric, who in real life, Kerry Von Eric, a big man with a big chest and big arms and yeah. Jeremy Allen White, looks like Jeremy Allen White. He doesn't even look like a buffer version of himself. He looks like, oh, you slimmed down a bit. That's it. Yeah, he, he looks like he, he, he looks like he worked out for about six weeks. Yeah. And that was about all. That you I know? found that I found hilarious because yeah. I'm like, okay, sure. Odd that. Yeah. But, but what do uh, you what, think of the performances? Okay. So like, obviously we're having some fun with the reality of the situation because like, who cares, right? Like I, I've never been a person who cares about how somebody looks when they're playing a real character, if they personify who they are, mm. right? Uh, the only time I think I would care about stuff like that is if it's a physical attribute, right? Like if it's key to the story, you know, like if somebody had lost a limb, ironically enough, um, <laughs> or like there was some kind of disfigurement or something like that, you're going to need to embody that correctly, I think to, you know, tell that story correctly. Um, but when you're talking about like, are, you know, like really, like, are they the same height, the exact same height? Like I remember back in the day being like so pissed off for like seven months going into, into Batman 89 that Michael Keaton was only five, nine, right? Like it's stupid. It's a stupid thing to get upset about. 
And what they did, of course, like in this, just quickly to, to, to kind of put a, a pin in it is like, if you look at the cast, I think the heights are right within the cast. Like comparatively speaking to how the brothers look in real life. Or uh, no, because uh, Zach Efron is taller than Jeremy Allen White. And in real life, Carrie Von Eric is a good two inches above Kevin Von Eric. Really? Was he? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I thought I thought it was the other way around. No, no, no. Because Kevin's not short. That's for sure. Kevin's right? not short. No. Because he, but... he's, uh, he's supposed to be like, what, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, or something like that? It... No, 6'4", 6'5"? Yeah, I thought that's how tall he was. I was 6'1". Is it? Yeah, and Carrie, Carrie was about 6'3", something like that. Anyways. So what was the poundage? I think it was about 200. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. You know Carrie, Carrie was about, uh, I think, 225, 250-ish, like at his biggest. Mm. I'd say probably closer to 250, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm well, like, on this one. The, the, that's not a convincing wrestler physique for what you're describing. <laughs> and that does bother me a little bit. Yeah, but no, but that like, is integral to the story, though. We're talking yeah, about wrestling. It, it no, is kind of, it is kind on, of no, integral. When you when you put the rest of the cast, it's not like he he did that. It's not like he Sean Connery'd it. Okay, like he, it's not like everybody else was six five two fifty full of muscles, and that he was the only guy at five nine or five ten, whatever he is, uh, and weighed a buck eighty five. Like it's that's not how it looked. It's it's nothing like that. Well, I think it's somewhere between what Ben just said and what you just said. I don't think it looked like – I think there was still a little bit of the physical. Jeremy Allen White did not look like a wrestler in there at all. <laughs> well, he looks like a modern wrestler, not like the old wrestler. Yeah, like the wrestlers mm -hmm. of that time. He did not look like it. No, especially uh, that – it's that specifically the Van er the, the Von Erics because they were – Fuck! They were like crazy. They look like action figures. Like yeah, yeah, they, they really look did. like action figures. But they look pretty. Back big. to the point here. The acting in it. Um, I thought the overall story was interesting, and uh, what I, I found it really interesting is that Kevin is not actually part of the film, and I don't mean that like story wise. I mean literally like behind the scenes. He wasn't mm -hmm. uh, uh, like he wasn't a producer, and I thought that no. was the case. And, no, no, uh, that's that's why they they really played with this whole yeah, yeah. narrative on stuff. Well, and the, the, I, I, I was reading about it uh, is that uh, he his basically his only when he gave his approval, the only request that he had for the story was that the film accurately depicted the brother's relationship to each yeah. other. Yeah, and, that they all and, cared about each other. Very yeah, much. they all loved each other. That was their thing. And he and he loved them. And, you know, because he's the only well, you know, spoiler alert for anybody who's not familiar with the Von Erich, you go on the Internet, you'll figure this out. It's 40 years later. They dead. And it's part of the curse. And mm -hmm. uh, which is a big part of this story. Now, the curse, as Kevin likes to talk a lot about in this film. Right. You know, he keeps talking about this amorphous curse thing. And I'm like, no, I can see the curse because he's your fucking father. <laughs> right. Because everything traces to to uh, to Fritz and everything that happens in this movie in the confine to be clear for you and your point in the confines of this film, this scripted universe of what the Von Erics were. Fritz is 100 percent. Oh yeah, they make him the antagonist of this story. Totally. He is I get that. Everything that happens cuz he is a right prick bastard throughout this entire film. The mother's not much better, to be honest. Like she's not horrible, but she's not much better. Mm. And it's just like I, I you just, as you watch the tragedy unfold, 
It just continues to just, it's like, Jesus, it's, it's, it's ridiculous what goes on in this film to this, this family, which mm-hmm. like thinking back in the day, like for me, it was only anecdotally. Right. Cause I, like I knew uh, we talked about a little bit of this before I, I knew, I knew Carrie as a Texas tornado when he was in WWF back in the day. Uh, but I only have vague memories of that. Right. Like I remember what he looked like and everything like that. That was about it. Like the rest of the Von Erics and like their dynasty and all that stuff. I knew nothing about it other than people mm-hmm. talking about it. Right. 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 And then really, as you know, in the late eighties, right. Early nineties, anybody who talks about the Von Erics, of course, are going to talk about the curse. Like, mm. right. Like it's just, it's an integral part of that story. And it's, it's just, it's, it, it blows my mind. But I think that Zach Efron in this is he does a really good job uh i and arguably one of his better performances of his career i would agree with that i think the performances for the most part are very strong and that's what carries this film in my opinion well holt mckinney as as fritz you know he's a great actor to start with and he he does his fritz well yeah so i'm saying the performances carry this story all of the acting in this there's not a bad actor in the bunch everybody does a really good job of what they have in this Mm -hmm. I just feel that one of the opportunities that was missed, and I find that when usually when a director who isn't a wrestler or or whatever, they get caught up in the majesty of it all. Mm-hmm. When what they should really do, like shoot a scene, if you're gonna shoot a scene of a wrestling match, shoot it like it really is for the wrestlers. I wanna see them in there talking to each other. I wanna see them working together. He once again did the same route that other people who make wrestling films do and made it look like oh they just go out and they do it and that's that and it's yeah they only had the one scene you know like to to yeah before the match they had four people talking out a match yeah yeah that was about as and there's a hint in one scene early on i think it's in the in the opening fight with him and chavo um Mm -hmm. yeah who's playing playing the sheik in there i thought it was the sheik i wasn't 100 percent clear but i thought I, i had a feeling it was the sheik um but during that match there's like a second where like the ref is, is saying something in his ear, but you can't pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh, you met, Oh, there it is. Cause no, yeah. Cause it's, it's in there. A lot of people think, Oh, the majestic of the idea of the match. It's like, no, I think audiences would be more compelled to actually see how they truly do it. Like, again, you don't have like, it's not like a, you know, secrets of wrestling from the eighties, but you mm-hmm. know, like just have a little bit of the fact that like, again, like somebody like flair, Flair mm-hmm. called everything in the ring. Mm-hmm. So to have just a couple of moments where he's like, throw me off the, you know, like, or like there was the scene with, uh, with Harley race where right. Kevin was like, I didn't know he was going to throw me over the rope. It's like, he would have told you, like he would have said, and that's the thing. You wouldn't have gone over that rope unless you knew how to, cause again, he threw you, he didn't throw you. He, you would have bounced off that rope and backwards. If you weren't prepared for it, you would go over the rope because he told you to go over the rope. It was things like that that I'm like, oh, why did you just say you don't have to put a lot into it, just a little bit here and there. Yeah, but you okay. So as much as like I, I said, I started this off by saying like you know Kevin wasn't a part of it, so like it, it takes a little bit of the gloss off of that whole like the bias that naturally comes with, you know, like we see this with band biopics all the time, right? Where like one of the band members or two of the band members will be producers on the film and and be talking to the crew all the time, so it's got a very you know, like much like uh, uh, wrestling with my family, like it's it's got a, a veneer over it, right? Mm-hmm. This film has a veneer because of one of the producers, 
who's also in the film for three seconds. And that's, yeah, yeah, and that's he, MJF. And yeah, we, we both know loves kayfabe. He loves kayfabe, but he's an executive producer, but he wasn't like super hands-on to the development of this script. He came on just to make sure that they got the money. I, I'm just saying, I... I don't think I don't think he came in and said, "Oh, you got to make this kayfabe." You know, I really don't. I I would not be shocked at all. I would not be shocked at all. But my point, though, like even if he didn't, the rest you could see that with the director and the rest of the crew, like they were they were willing to go that distance. And I'm like, I agree with you. I think it would have been better served um, to to have a little bit more of that. You know, because like as much as the wrestler was a great movie and everything like that, you know, I still thought that that you know, there's some things missing from it that would have yeah, been. Yeah. Cause even in this scene, like even like when Ric Flair goes backstage after the match and is very much like, Oh man, you know, he's yeah. like, you know, you're crazy. It's like you could, an audience member could still play that off of like, they had a real match, but Flair's the type of guy that, you know, yeah. and it's like, wow, oh, you know, like, ah, to me, that was just a, that was an opportunity lost in this film, in my opinion. Right. No, it's fair. But if you take that, that layer off and your complaints about the, the 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 truth of the story take those two things away for a second and it just like the rest of it as it was the story's just okay it's the performances okay. that carry it the story isn't anything spectacular is what right. i'm saying yeah it's the performances that carry it okay i just want to make sure we're clear on on where you're coming from on that right like if we take away your two biggest concerns your two, two your two biggest biases there Right, because you want to have a better story from a wrestling standpoint, and you want more truth in your biopics. Yeah, yeah. I want more truth in my bio, but also on top of that, this is just an okay story. I won't, it's... I won't disagree there. I felt like even the the climax of the film, it just kind of like showed up. Yeah, that was, I think, the biggest problem uh, for me was is that like I had a good time watching it. it is as depressing and sad as the whole film is. Um, it's just we get to the end, and I was just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And well, the other thing I also thought was hilarious was omissions of certain things and their little, like, lower mm. third blurbs at the end. It's like, didn't mention the fact that both of Kevin's oldest sons are wrestlers. Because that would make their story not – that would ruin the story they were trying to tell, that their father being very gung-ho about Kevin and them being wrestlers and pushing their lives to then have Kevin – have his sons be wrestlers as well wouldn't fit they're like oh the curse could continue you know yeah i well no because i don't i see i don't i don't think that that would have ruined their their point of view because i think the film is very clear about why what the curse is right but in that case then they should have put it in that i won't disagree because kevin is their kevin like kevin is kind of their manager they're actually yeah they've done some stuff for aw now they're actually pretty good yeah, well, that's that's one of the th- like we, we obviously was helping promote the film a couple of months ago, and they, yeah. they did you know and they did the claw and everything like that, and it's just hilarious seeing Kevin still whip the shoes off and go barefoot, which yeah, I just that's, that's the way he does it. And apparently, the barefoot thing came because somebody hit his shoes as a rib during one of his first matches, so he just got used to it. Is that <laughs> not in the movie? That's not in the movie. Oh that's no! It not is. In, it's no, no, not the no, not the rib, not the Y. No, just the but, bare feet. Yeah, but he was always like barefoot. again. Yeah, the because the, they they kind of start with Kevin already wrestling for a long time. Yeah, it's like because it starts in '79 and it kind of gives the impression that he's been at it for like four or five years, maybe a little bit longer. Which in and, real life he'd only been at it for probably about a month because '79 is when he started. Yeah, 
I guess they, people don't like stuff like that, but it's that seems like an interesting like part well, to have. In well, a, if they were making it, a film about actually the intricacies of wrestling, then they probably would put a scene like that in. But as James said, the story they're trying to tell is about specifically this family and what Kevin perceives the curse to be and what the curse really is. Got it. That's okay. really what the story is they're trying to tell about this film. Yeah, it, the wrestling, truly the wrestling is uh, just a side note. It's just helping to illustrate what's going on here, right? That was like, what I was going to ask because, like, you mentioned the wrestler and then there's Black Swan where I think it's quite clear that Aronofsky doesn't really care about the sports these people are doing but just their mentality and, yeah. and their dedication. But this is also a true story, so you're kind of like, I mean, it kind of has to be about the wrestling, but I guess you're saying it's more about this curse on this family. Yeah, it, it's, it's the, the curse. Everything and, you were and saying the, was interesting to me of like yeah. if they had talked about or shown them in the ring working things out or how come he how come he wrestles without shoes, but maybe they just assume everyone coming to it knows that already. Uh, they might. It's. You know, are they just like, it's a quirk of his? I don't know. Like it was, I just, I looked at it and I was like, I just assumed it was a quirk. I didn't know about the, the rib scenario that, uh, that actually caused it. Right. But I was just, you know, I was like, rest, I, maybe it's also because I'm used to wrestlers just being fucking weird. Right. <laughs> like they just, they just, they do weird shit, you know, <laughs> like that's just kind of how I accept them. Right. So, but, uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, I, you know, like, uh, overall, I, I, you know, I like, I like the film, it's got some problems, um, you know, but the performances and, and I think the relationship between the brothers is, uh, really well, uh, told within this, but, uh, like you said, Andrew, like if you're looking for truth and, or wrestling, uh, this is not the film. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And like, that's the thing. Some of the things I feel like some of the things they change dramatic purposes, I get it. But some of the other things I'm just sort of like, even if you left it the way it really was, you'd still get your point across. That's all I'm saying. I think, I think the film's worth a watch, but not in theaters. I think you can wait till streaming or rental for this, in my opinion. You? Yeah, I go with streaming. Yeah, there we go. Unless you're a diehard Von Erich fan or something, right? But if you're a diehard Von Erich fan, you might Yo, get annoyed with a lot of the changes. Rioting in the streets. <laughs> There'd be rioting in the streets. I was going to say, I feel like this movie's made for me because I genuinely did. I, I'm not a wrestling fan. Not that I don't like it. I just yeah. don't. I didn't watch. I wasn't allowed at, at a point. And then That's I cool, man. missed it. So it's more like I saw this and I was like, oh, this looks cool. And then. My friend was like, oh, yeah, it's the Von Erich family. And the, the, I'm like, oh, it's a true story, which I'm sure came across in the trailer. But for me, I was just like, oh, like, I would watch this. This looks really cool and stylized. But knowing it's a true story, I'm like, I, I won't have any of those issues of being like, why did they change this aspect? I'll just be like, all right, exactly. well, that's just how it happened, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like from what you said earlier and what you just said then that uh, you really missed the boat on watching Aquaman versus uh, the Iron Claw. So that's what that's what I'm getting from what you just said, Daniel. <laughs> I wish I watched Iron Claw. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. Th that was a, that was a concern of mine ever. And I think ben, I, I think Ben's giving we his silent agreement today. as well. No, I'm just it's it's I'm just trying to think of what a clever name is, and I think Aquaclaw Weekend is oh. good, like Barbenheimer, <laughs> like Barbenheimer. Like, what, which one are we gonna see? But it's clearly Iron Claw. It should be because that sounds way more interesting than what Aquaman. Actually I was thinking about Aquaman, the Iron Claw, Iron Man. It sounds like there they should go. be fighting each other. Well, yeah. I mean, if you've yeah. seen Aquaman, that's uh, not completely out yeah. of 
uh, out of bounds to in- invoke Iron Man. Yeah, and to be go. and to be honest, Aquaclaw sounds like a, a supervillain, anyway. Yes. So you know, it's mm-hmm. like why, why not, right? Or it sounds like a really cool water pick. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes, very much so. I just want to. Uh, we're done with the review, but I just want to say as an add-on to this, A24 just con- is like really become the fucking uh, film studio to watch. Yeah, they really have. The last five years, it seems like I'm talking about an A24 film at least once or twice every single year. Well, there you go. And they, hell, this year they did very good for mm. their own PR by coming out on the uh, the right side of that strike right from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. All right, well, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to start the big fat quiz of Geek Card right here. You're listening to Geek Card. Hey, remember when you used to go to the comic shop and browse through the stacks, picking up comic after comic, talking to your fellow customers and the store owner about what books you should buy. What kind of outside people daywalker nonsense are you talking about? I don't go outside. Well, thank goodness for Back Issue Bloodbath with Andrew Young and Petula Neal. When we talk about comics old and new. Mostly old. But sometimes new. Every Wednesday, new episodes drop at geekartshow.com or wherever you catch your pots. Check it out and have yourself a good. Welcome back to Geek Hard on geekhardshow.com. Now back to your hosts, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Card, folks. Andrew Young and Mr. Green here with our special guests, Daniel and Ben from the Spoiled Rotten Podcast. And it is now time for the big fat quiz of Geek Card. Yes, I stole the big fat quiz of the year, and I'm doing it my way. So tonight, you guys are going to be answering a number of questions. And after each section, I will reveal the answers. We will have some special guests ask him some questions. And hopefully, Mr. Green, you can bring home the crown tonight for Geek Card. But if not, Spoiled Rotten has two chances to become the <laughs> uh, trivia champion of the Big Fat Quiz of Geek Card. Well, that, be, that already puts them in the lead. So, like That's I told what I'm you, you, you got to work twice as hard. I know. The bar is very low for me. <laughs> All righty. Well, there you go. So we're going to be starting off with round one, which is comics in 2023. Our first question, which comic book company became the new home for Transformers and G.I. Joe comics in 2023? They were at IDW and they finished up their license there and the license started at this other company. And yes, for anybody who's wondering at home, the G.I. Joe comic is still written by Larry Hama all these years later, even at this new company. So there we go. That's the question one for that. Question two. The first issue of a new Punisher series came out this fall. What was the big change in this current Punisher series? 
makes it different from all the other Punisher series. What did they do this time to make this series different? They actually announced it back at San Diego Comic-Con. I remember at the time going, I don't think that's going to work, but all right, let's see what you see what you do here. For our third question, we have a very special guest here to read it for us. It's our good friend, a long time. He's been around a while. He only came back recently. Our good friend Grant Morrison is back on the show. Oh, thank you, Andrew. It's very good to be here. It's been so long since I've been on the Geek Art Show. You know, I've been out there on the spiritual plane. I've been traveling. I've been collecting fractals on fractals. I've been talking to the people, you know, out there, the people in the stars, you know. I had a trip to Kathmandu. It was a great time. But I'm here to ask you right now, all your, 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 your participants in your, your, your quiz, this year at San Diego Comic-Con, there were no major film or TV panels that featured stars due to the actor strike going on at the time. But Keanu Reeves was there and had a panel in Hall H. What was the panel for? Mm, was it magic? It's always magic. It's always magic. You know how I, I do the magic? You know, it's like I, I sit there, I say out what I want to say, and then I do the thing, and that's magic, you know? Well, thank you very much, Grant. Oh, my pleasure. Always good to be here, yeah? There he goes. And so now our fourth question. What two iconic monsters did the Justice League face off in a comic miniseries this past year? Which two iconic monsters? Iconic monsters. Think about monsters. Think about think about monsters. You think about monsters all the time. You think about monsters even before I ask the question, Mr. Green. So <laughs> you should be thinking that. There we go. So, yes. Yeah, so now finally our fifth and final question. Hold on. Hold on. Jesus. Ah, oh, you're killing me here. It's okay. You should know these answers, Green. Come on. Come on. Okay, okay, I don't hear any complaints from the Spoiled Rotten crew. Stop sweating, Green. Stop listen, sweating. Listen. I take this shit very seriously, even Why? though I'm going to lose horribly. Uh, yeah. You got, you got an answer? Uh, I, got a, I got a partial answer. It's okay. Okay. You, you can move on now. I give you All permission. Right. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much on my quiz here. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, our fifth question here. What was – okay, so Zara of the Dawn is an indie comic that got copyright protection in 2022 but lost it in 2023 when something came to light about the comic and how it was produced what was the reason for its copyright protection being taken away see working a little bit of the law in here that's what i sometimes do you see i'm trying to trying to lighten people's minds about copyright law here it's an important thing actually you know what i think if you're somebody out there who is an artist producing something, be it movies, comics, whatever, you should really bone up on copyright law. You should really know what you're doing there. That's what I say. So, has everybody, everybody got their answers in? Yep. 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 Hold on. Okay. We'll give Ben another moment, but yeah, it's important. Daniel, do you know about copyright law? Have you read up on copyright law? Uh, I know that... Um... 
Disney has ruined things for copyright law, and yes, they have. It screwed them over when they're trying to make that Oz movie with James Franco because everything they put in place to screw other people over screwed them over in making that movie, and they couldn't make any actual references to Wizard of Oz, which truly threw things off. And I found that very funny and poetic. Yeah, there you yeah. go, right there, kids. Don't be like Disney. That's what we're saying here. Mm-hmm. I All think right, that's you... a good life lesson. Yes. And Ben, you good? I'm good. All right. So we've got that's round one in the books. We're going to go through the questions. Of course, the first question was which comic book company became the new home of Transformers and G.I. Joe comics in 2023? Ben, what's your write down? I wrote down Hasbro. All right. You wrote down the company that owns them. Got it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Daniel? I put Marvel, but I was actually trying. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You said Marvel Comics. Zing. Uh, so far, no points on the bar board, Mister Green. Uh, I went with Boom. Unfortunately, it was actually Image Comics. Damn it! Image Comics uh, is the new home of Transformers and GI Joe. They have made a deal with Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Since Hasbro makes toys and not comics, there we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move on. I was going to gonna the... say IDW at first, and then because I, I, I told I you with the okay. no, that's what I was writing down IDW, and then you said IDW went from IDW to Marvel, and I was like, oh, I can't put that in certain. Yeah, yeah, that would be bad. No, that's so good. Bad. So now we get to question two. The first issue of a new Punisher series came out this fall. What was the big change in this current Punisher series, Mister Green? What'd you write down? He throws flowers at the bad guys. Okay. Uh, Daniel, what do you have? I don't know. I put the war that he fought in. Okay. And Ben? I wrote down uh, he wears a hat, specifically a fedora, but he refuses to take it off. That would I be love kind of, it. I, didn't, I didn't would be okay. Like I, would, I would actually, I'd be into that. That would be really cool. But no, the big change they made that I personally think isn't going to work is that it's not Frank Castle as the Punisher anymore. It's a new character named Joe Garrison. He's an ex-Shield agent, and he's taken up the mantle of the Punisher. It is not going to go well. Is is Frank dead? Frank is dead, but he he died during this really stupid kind of like supernatural hand thing. Anything where somebody does for supernatural reasons, you can Mm -hmm. bring them back. Well, it's comics. It's coming back anyways, but just give give it like 20 uh, issues and it'll be back. Exactly. Okay. So if it lasts that long. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So for our next question, Grant Morrison asked you guys about uh, what panel is Keanu Reeves at? Oh, can I just ask, can I, can I just ask at this point, just, just a quick break in here. Uh, Can we get a a tally count on, uh, on uh, the point score where we're at? You'll get it at the end of the five. Right now, I might not have to say anything, but anyways, (laughs) continue on. (laughs) Question three, as I said, uh, Grant Morrison told you about a, a panel that Ken Reeves hosted at Hall H. What was the panel for? Daniel? Was it Berserker? It was Berserker. Okay. The comic book that he co-created. Daniel, uh, come on, man. You're not supposed to get any points in this <laughs> round. I also know it's not spelled like you think it is. It's like, That's right. It's, it's just, just a bunch of non- Yes, it's B R Z R K R. Yes, Ben, what did you write down? We've got a little bit of Pokemon karaoke. Pokemon karaoke. <laughs> well, it was a good, good, good guess, Mister Green. Uh, I went with a semi-serious answer, and I just said highlighting stunt work. No, so yes, yeah, so unfortunately, uh, only one of you got it right there. That was Daniel, 
and he's in my good books right now. Uh, now we go to uh, number four, and this is one that I this is a question that I asked because just because I thought if I ask this question and Mr. Green doesn't know, he'll probably still write down the right answer. What two iconic monsters did the Justice League face in a comic book miniseries this past year? Mr. Green, what did you write? I have two here. I'm going to tell you my legit answer, which I went with Godzilla and King Kong. Okay. Or my joke answer, which was Donald Trump versus Jack Smith. Okay. All right. Ben, what did you have? All right. So I'm total shot in the dark. So I have one actual guess and one like wild joke. Okay. The guess is actually Godzilla as well. Okay. But the joke is Share Bear from the Care Bears. I love it. I love it. And Daniel, what did you have? I put David Zaslav and Walter Hamada. You win. (laughs) You win. Yep. That's it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, Of course, there are no half points on the show. Otherwise, I would have given Ben a half point for his answer. But uh, the answer was Godzilla and King Kong. So Mr. Green got that one right. And now we move to our fifth one. Uh, what was the reason that uh, Zara of the Dawn lost its copyright protection in 2023? Uh, Daniel, what was your answer? Um, it's funny. I'd actually looked this up earlier. It was made with the dark hold, which negates all earth laws. So everyone can do whatever they want. now. That is a good answer, but incorrect. Um, uh, ben, what did you write down? Um, I wrote under the forms where they filed. It said, under the spot that said do not write here they wrote okay yeah that would that would totally screw them over but uh but it wasn't that mr green what was uh what was your answer i'm gonna go with the enemy du jour and say ai ai is the answer the artwork was created by ai so they had to take away while they left the copyright on the character names and the creative idea the images could not be copywritten because they were made with ai so there we go. So at the end of our first round, Mr. Green, you're doing good. You're in the lead with two points. Daniel I hit the over. Point. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel is one point. And Ben, uh, you're going to get on the board eventually. Definitely. Yep. I do want to say I knew five. it was Godzilla and King Kong. I just didn't want to not say Zaslav and Hamada. No. <laughs> well, you should you should have done what Green did. And wrote, uh, uh, I just feel like it was better to be wrong and strong. You know what, Daniel? <laughs> Honestly, I'd give you the point myself because I think that's the best answer. It's it really is a great was. answer. It just Incredible. wasn't in the comic book. No, I know. So there you go. <laughs> Honestly, I still think he throws flowers at the bad guys is a great answer for the Punisher, but I'm just saying. I, yeah. I also knew the Punisher. I knew that they weren't doing Frank Castle, but I didn't know who they were doing, and I thought you would ask follow-ups. So I was like, I'm not even going to. Oh, no, no. I would have just taken it's not Frank Castle or it's a different Punisher. That I should have been just fine. been more confident with that one. There you go. Exactly. Well, we all learn, and we're learning as we go into round two, which is film and television in 2023. So I think you guys will probably do much better in this round because this is in all of your wheelhouses. Starting off here, Secret Invasion launched on Disney Plus this past summer, but can you tell me why there was heavy backlash regarding the opening credits? What film event slash film craze slash meme caused outrage amongst Japanese people on social media this year? 
stating that the mashup was tasteless and offensive. And now we move on to our next question, and we have our good friend, Jimmy the Short Order Cook, here to ask the question. And thanks a lot there, Andrew. It's good that you included me on this. I don't feel like I'm included enough on shows. Uh, so here we go. Can you people name me the live-action animated hybrid that Warner Brothers was planning to write down for $30 million tax break but due to fan and industry backlash, has changed its tune and is open to selling to another distributor. Can you tell me the name of the movie? Son of a bitch. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, there you go. We want the name of the movie. We don't want just like, oh, it's, don't give me a description of the, the movie. Don't give me what characters are involved. Don't tell me who's acting in it. Give me the name of the movie. There we go. That, oh, my God. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, if I if I was going to make it easy for you, I would have been like, I would have put in questions like, who are two people that should die? And then we would have gone with, well, not die, but you just go away. <laughs> you got to be I careful. With, you, yeah. you don't, don't pull a John Schneider on us. There we go. <laughs> Isn't he just a good old boy? So he already made mistakes long in his past. But anyway. Yeah, well, now he's on the Secret Service hit list. So, you yeah, know, yeah, that's, pretty that's... much, pretty much. Oy. Oh, my God. So now we move on to our ninth question, which is actually a quote. So I'm going to read a quote, and you have to tell me who it was that said it and why they said it. So here's the quote Listen to me, motherfucker. There's lots of ways to lose your house, some of it financial, some of it karma. And some of it is just figuring out who the fuck said that, and we know who said that, and where he fucking lives. So tell me who said it, and why they said it. Like, what was it in reference to? This is a famous person, a very famous face. Oh, so could you read the quote again? So the quote was, and I, to give more context, it was put out, on the Twitter yeah, yeah. in a video that said, listen to me, motherfucker. There's lots of ways to lose your house. Some of it financial, some of it karma, and some of it just figuring out who the fuck said that. And we know who said that and where he fucking lives. So tell me who said that and why did they say it? And now on to our 10th question of the night, which is also kind of a quote, but not really a quote. Uh, I'm going to uh, mention something that this person said and did, and you just have to tell me who they are. Which actor said, I do not support striking. I think that it is a reductive negotiation tactic. Then after backlash from others in the industry, quickly backtracked, saying that while they do not like it, we have to do what we have to do to get a fair deal from the studios. So just tell me which actor said that. There we go. So that brings us to the end of round two. Uh, just check if people are still writing. Still writing. Okay, cool. Everybody, just everybody just let me know when you're good. Green, you, you actually finished first. Sorry? <laughs> oh, maybe you didn't finish first. Did you finish first? Like you have all your answers written in? 
Oh yeah, yeah. You, I, yeah. I, I was done after you said the first two words of the of the last yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. So okay, yeah. So you're everybody else. Are we? Are we in? Mm -hmm. All righty. Okay. So now we go to the answers for round two, film and television. Of course, Secret Invasion launched on Disney Plus, and a lot of people had a problem with the opening credits. Ben, can you tell me why? AI generated generated imagery. That is correct. Daniel, what did you get? I, I put AI generated imagery because As, of, it was right during the strike where people were striking about AI taking over. Yes, exactly. Green? That's a very long answer. I just said uses AI. There you go. You well, used that one already, so I felt like I needed to go to it. Right. <laughs> Everybody's got points on the board for that one now. I just like to... the back-to-back -back AI answers. That's why yeah. I was uh... yeah. Originally, when I wrote them, they were all over the place, and then I put them in the order of category, like in groups. Yeah. And then I wasn't until I was just about to go on air that I realized, oh, I got two AI jokes back to back, uh, questions back to back. Oh well, we're gonna roll with it. And rolling on to, uh, of course, the seventh question: What was the thing that uh, caused outrage amongst Japanese people on social media this year? involving a mashup that was tasteless and offensive. Mr. Green, what's your answer? Oh, I had no clue. I just wrote down Skibbity Man. Skibbity Man is not the answer. Daniel, can you tell me? Aqua Claw. No, it's Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer <laughs> is correct. Because they felt that it was very offensive of putting something very much like fun, like Barbie, together with the story of the bomb. Then <laughs> they actually started to then put out a thing saying, Barbie 911 as sort of like a way to show like, yeah. look, it's not. But then, of course, American sense of humor thought it was hilarious. And oh, a bunch of Americans started putting Barbie 911. <laughs> uh, ben, did you get Barbenheimer? I did. All righty. So there we go. Now we move Ben's on. Ben's on the board big time in this round. Mm. Right, back to back. I will not be on the next one, though. <laughs> no. I've, I've got part of the answer. I know that. I've only got part of it. Okay, yes. Yeah. So the, the question was from Jimmy the Shorter Cook. What's the name of the film that Warner Brothers tried to write off for a $30 million tax break, $30 million tax break, but then because both the industry and audiences caused a lot of backlash and now changed their tune and say they're open to selling it to another distributor. Daniel, do you know what the film title is? Is it Coyote versus Acme or Wiley Coyote versus Acme? It is Coyote versus okay. Acme. Yes. Ben, did you get Coyote versus Acme? No, I wrote Space Jam 3. <laughs> See, they would release it. Even yeah, though Space Jam 2 yeah. didn't do that great, they'd release that. They probably would. Yeah. They released Aquaman 2. They'll release Space Jam 2. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mr. Greed, what did, what did you write down? I had Acme Factory. I just remembered Acme and I couldn't remember anything else. Besides John Cena, those were the only mm -hmm. words yeah. I could remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is Coyote versus Acme. So then I read you a quote. Yeah. And I'll read the quote again. Listen to me, motherfucker. There's lots of ways to lose your house. Some of it financial, some of it karma, and some of it just figure out who the fuck said that. And we know who said that and where he fucking lives. Who said it and why did they say it, Ben? Um, this was Pokimane talking about how affordable her cookies are. Uh, there's a lot of people online who disagree with Pokemon about the affordability of her cookies. But anyway, <laughs> Pokemon forgets that she's a multimillionaire. But anyway, so... no, that is not the correct answer. <laughs> uh, but I never thought I'd hear Pokemon be brought up on an episode of Geek Card. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Daniel, 
what what is the answer? This is Ron Perlman talking about uh, the exec who said, we're just waiting to starve them out so they lose their homes. That is correct. Mr. Green, did you get that one? Uh, no, because I, I confused it with John Cusack, who was also vocal during the strike, and I said it was about Bob Iker doing the, during the strike. I could, but you, yeah, as soon as Daniel said his answer, I was like, shit, yeah, that is 100% the correct answer. That is the correct answer, yes. Uh, yeah. But now we're going to move on to a question I'm pretty sure you all got correct, and that was what actor originally came out saying he didn't support the strike and felt it was a reductive negotiated tactic, but then once he heard that everybody hated him, suddenly went, well, we have to do what we have to do to get a fair deal. Mr. Green, who said that? Stephen Amell. That is correct. Did you get Stephen Amell, Daniel? Yes, I did. Ben, did I you get Stephen Amell? Nope. I wrote Clint Eastwood. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I genuinely couldn't remember who it was. I'm like, oh, I'm remembering the uh, the, the face. And this is the where I choke with trivia. Oh. You remember the face and still said Clint Eastwood? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go Scott Eastwood? <laughs> Maybe that's who I you were thinking of. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking of Scott, but I couldn't. Th uh, so I'm like, I'm just going to go wild here. Because I know go it with the name you know how to write down. Got it. Okay. It's going to be a funnier answer. He couldn't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. He, is, he couldn't remember how to spell Scott. So he spelled Clint. That's really, it's okay. I couldn't it's remember fair. the name Scott. I was on, it was the pressure. That's, <laughs> hey, hey, the pressure's on here. The pressure's on. And <laughs> the pressure is on for our special bonus round that involves a very special guest. Um, of course, he was in a big film that capped off a trilogy this year. We're really happy to have him back on the program. He hasn't been on in a while. Welcome back to the program, Groot. I am Groot. Hey, buddy. Yes, you. Nice. I am Groot. Yeah. Wow. That was That's rude. right. That's right. So Groot has three questions for you about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Take it away, Groot. I am Groot. Okay, for those of you who don't speak Groot, I do, thankfully. And uh, his first question was, what famous alternative rock song opens the film? Name the artist that performs it as well. Okay, so Groot, you, you ready for the second question? Groot. Okay. Take it away. I am Groot. I am Groot. So yeah, so there he's saying what cameo for a DC production was shot on the set of Guardians Volume 3. And uh, Groot, you have one more question for us? Mm, Groot. Okay. Give it to us right now. I am Groot. Yes, of course. You got to list all seven members of the new version of the Guardians team in the post credit scene of volume three. This is worth 14 points because I forgot to mention each one of these questions, like ele question 11, question 12, they were both worth two points because there are seven answers for this question. If you get them all, it's 14. But for every right name you get of the seven, you will get two points. So write down your list now, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy volume three. It was a, a great, great cap off to what James Gunn was doing. Uh, and it was a nice kind of reminder of Marvel before so many hands started touching it. You know, like once all the Disney people were really saying, you got to do this, you got to add this, and you got to move this around, and we got to have these writers, and we got to do things this way, that a lot of the heart of the Marvel movies have disappeared. 
and it's sad because they've got some great directors coming in working on stuff, but they, the the Disney people still have the final say and not, they don't always have the right say, in my opinion. Like I can tell that the Marvels would have been a much better film if it had just been what the director's cut was, because I just feel like there's more to that story that we're not seeing. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Still a fun time. Still a fun time. How's everybody doing with your answers? You still need some time. I think you do. I can see and see green is counting on his hands. So he's working some stuff out there. Oh yeah. man. I'm trying to remember all, all the, 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 the members. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they only had one scene together as a group at the, in the post credits. Yeah. And that was what? Seven months ago. Yes. That was a while back. They all looked really nice in their blue uniforms. Just think about those blue uniforms. Yeah, that's really narrowing it down so much. <laughs> I I enjoy the color blue. How about you, Ben? You you enjoy wearing blue? Yeah, it's a good color. Yeah, I think I think I look good in blue. So I usually that's why I break out the blue on a regular basis. I, I actually my it's not my favorite color. My favorite color though is red because of Daredevil, which yeah, uh, as <laughs> As you know, Ben, I am a crazy daredevil head. In yes, fact, sir. Every time I've come on your show, that's pretty much what I've been there to talk about. So You got to talk about She-Hulk, too, though. You can't. That's true. <laughs> but because of Daredevil. Yeah. Well, I was that's leaving that part baby. out, but yeah. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Have, uh, have you got your answers in? Yes. I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Mine's okay. as good as it's going to be. All right, yes, so that's, that's my answer too. So Groot, Groot, do you want to reveal the answers? I'm Groot. Okay, good. So uh, what's the answer to number one? What famous alternative rock song opens the film? Name the artist that performs it. I am Groot. I am Groot. That's right, Groot. Let's see if you guys got it. Miss Green, what did you get down? Uh, I couldn't remember the song title, and I took a wild guess and said David Bowie. Okay, Daniel, what is uh, what did you write down? Uh, the right answer, which is I am Groot, I am Groot, which obviously yep. you'll translate for everyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good loophole, but no. Why don't you do the translation, Daniel? No, I don't have it. <laughs> okay, Ben, do you got it? Um, I have a joke answer and I have a real shot okay, in the give, dark. Give, give me the joke and then give me the shot in the dark. The joke is All Out of Love by Air Supply. The real one is Creep by Radiohead. Creep by Radiohead is the correct answer. Nice. You get two points Damn for it. that answer, yeah. Ben. That was my yeah. first guess, and I'm like, no, oh, I don't think it was that. It was that because it starts with Rocket walking through yeah. nowhere, yeah. listening to the song. I remember now, yeah. Dolan Zoom. So there we go. Yeah, 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 on the Zoom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so then the next question, Groot, uh, why don't you read the answer for this one? What cameo for a DC production was shot on the set of Guardians Volume 3? I am Groot, and I am Groot. And I am I, I'm Groot. Yeah, no, I don't like him either. Um, I wouldn't want him on my set either, Groot. I understand. Uh, so, Ben, what was the answer? What, what cameo was shot for a D What cameo for a DC production was shot on the set of Guardians Volume 3? Honestly, I have no idea here, so I just wrote down the flash. Technically, that's correct. <gasps> Let's see if anybody's got more context to that. Daniel? 
did Aquaman and Flash? Well, it is a scene that involves Aquaman and Flash, but it was only the Flash that was shot uh, on that set. Got it. All right. Well, I didn't have it then. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Green, do you know what it was? Nope, because I said Nathan Fillion. No, the answer is they shot the Flash's line at the end of Peacemaker when Flash and Aquaman were uh, watching them come out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I said DC production. Yes. I didn't no, say, it yeah. It was well-worded. So there we go. So Ben, Ben, Ben does get the points because it was the Flash. So, <laughs> yes. So there you go. Now, the toughest question of all, and Groot, I'm going to, you know, you just rhyme off the names of all of the heroes. Groot, 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 Groot. Well, for those that don't speak Groot, you'll at least get one of them from this. Uh, so the actual answers, let's see if you got them. Mr. Green? Uh, I could only remember four. Okay. So I had King Groot, mm -hmm. Rocket, Adam Warlock, and Kraglin. Okay, yeah, those four points are good. So that gives you... Because I couldn't, I couldn't remember the girl's name, the, like... Uh, phase or phaser or whatever you know the one I'm talking about yeah, yeah one, I know which one you're talking about yeah I couldn't remember yeah. her name and then I couldn't remember uh, uh, the dog's name gotcha okay okay uh, Daniel let's see how f well you fared on this one I got the four uh, James got Groot Rocket Adam Warlock Cracklin Cosmo is that the dog yeah Cosmo is the dog and then I put Mantis but I don't think that's right Mantis no Mantis so you got you got uh, you got 10 points out of that one all right, so I put Moon Dragon, Rocket, Groot, and Kraglin. Okay, say those again. Moon Dragon, Rocket, Groot, and Kraglin. All right, so you got three of them right: Rocket, Groot, and Kraglin. So that gives you six additional points. Uh, the actual answer is Rocket, Groot, Kraglin, Cosmos, Adam Warlock, Phyla, and Adam Warlock's pet Blurp. Yeah, Those were the seven right. characters. See, I, yeah. was, I, I got because when, when you get to Phyla, that that's the six because I had Cosmo and Phyla were the ones I couldn't remember. Yeah, and I was trying to think of who the seventh was, and it just was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Blur. So there yeah. we go. So right now the standings are. So let's see here. Um, in last place right now is Ben, with twelve points. Actually, sorry, no, that's. It's actually yeah, a tie. It's a tie in last place right now between Ben and Green yep. with 12 points. And right now in the lead is Daniel with 16 points. So right now, still anybody's game. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a commercial break so that all of the contestants have a bit of time to breathe. And so you can just listen to uh, our lovely commercial right here. This is Geek Heart. Want to advertise on Geekard and be heard by thousands of listeners? It's easy. It's simple. It's fun. Email us at geekardshow at gmail.com for information on our advertising packages today.
Welcome back to Geek Card on GeekCardShow.com. Now back to your hosts, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back, folks, to the Big Fat Quiz of Geek Card. I'm your host, Andrew Young, doing my best, Jimmy Carr. Uh, thankfully, I don't have his laugh. <laughs> you ever heard Jimmy Carr laugh? That's how he laughs. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. But anyways, we have Mr. Green in combat with both Ben and Daniel from Spoiled Rotten. And right now, it's anybody's game. Dan is in the lead, though. So we're going to go into round three. Four. Which is That was a bonus round. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yes. I stand. I stay. I, I, I humbly bow at your, at your, at your feet. There you go. I know you do. <laughs> round three. We're going to be talking. That's worth some, some extra points, right? No, God, no groveling. No, that you actually lost some points. Oh, <laughs> We are now moving into more film and entertainment questions, so I'm pretty sure everybody is going to do okay. And we're starting off with our special guest here to ask you the first question of round three. It's our good friend, Christopher Walken. Hello, Andrew. It's so good to be back on your program. I just, I just really love it. It's fantastic. But I got, I got a question for all of you contestants tonight. I think they're going to like it. What film did Kevin Smith confirm he's in the midst of writing a script for earlier this month? Oh, so he confirmed something? Yes, he confirmed something. If you, if you were on the, the interwebs, you got a good chance of coming across this over this past month. I believe also Jason Mewes said a few things about it as well. Well, thanks. Thanks, Chris, for coming on. I give me that information. You're welcome. And there he goes. So what film is Kevin Smith in the midst of writing? Now moving on to our next question. Who recently referred to unnecessary inclusion of multiple superheroes in smaller roles in a film just to create buzz as cameo porn oh yeah somebody somebody brought up the fact that sometimes people just shove in superheroes into a story that they don't need to be in and this person said well that's just cameo porn the uh the appearances of a character should help the story not hinder it and so who said it now here's one for somebody that's a stat man, somebody who takes notice of things that happen on the old interwebs. I, Green, it's not your type of stats. Uh, <laughs> what was the number one searched movie on Roku this year? That's what I'm saying. It's not your type of stats, Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, just take a stab on that. Roku is becoming a quiet quiet force i think a lot of people are searching for movies on there hold on, hold on. can i get uh, clarification here it like movie or like a roku specific movie no 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 movie okay i wouldn't i wouldn't give you roku specific movie i was I'm be, like that's, there's that's only like, like what five this year maybe if I'm that like, it's like that's like trying to name <laughs> off a hallmark holiday film like yeah. 
Oh man. Uh, mo- the number one most searched film on Roku. This in 2023. Year. Yes. In 2023. In 2023. It's a popular film. What was it? But yeah. So Roku, I know, I know you guys are all going back in your head on your personal Roku searches. Cause you know, everybody's doing the searches on Roku. Definitely. Oh yeah. Everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. My God, man. All righty. Okay, so now on to my next question. Despite the Flash movie being a failure at the box office, what superstar actor loved the film so much that they called director Andy uh, Muschietti and raved about it for 15 minutes? They really loved the film. They got to see it at an advanced screening at a special event and... Loved it so much that they had to call the director and say, hey, I love this movie. This this movie, this movie's great. This movie really gets me excited. And rave for 15 minutes. Which actor? I think Green has the answer. And it's making him giddy, apparently. Uh, I don't even want to make my joke right now because it would give the answer to the other guys. Exactly. It would give the answer. You can, you can hang on to it. You can hang on to it. I will let you tell the joke later. Just keep it in your mind. So now this next part is uh, is actually, this is uh, a really fun part for me, is that, uh, of course, autobiographies and biographies are released every year. And uh, this year we're going to read an excerpt from an autobiography released in 2023. Uh, you have to hear the excerpt and then figure out who it is who wrote their autobiography, whose biography, autobiography it is. And here to read that excerpt is an amazing actor and somebody who's actually never appeared on geek card before Mr. Robert De Niro. I know really it's, uh, it's great to be here tonight. I really like it. Uh, so I'm going to read the excerpt before I left the audition. I remember standing on the stage and announcing, I just got a new phone. So somebody call me and I told them my number. I didn't have any furniture in my apartment yet, but I had gotten a phone installed. And I was so eager for somebody, anybody to call me. And somebody did. That night the phone rang and a voice on the other end said, I'm Elliot Gould. I was there this afternoon and I thought you were brilliant. And then he hung up. I had no idea who he was. Then I found out I got the part, my first part in a real Broadway show. That's why De Niro, that's why he still got it. Man, the man could read the phone book. I just, whew, my God. So you guys just have to tell me whose autobiography was it? Whose autobiography? Broadway. Broadway, Elliot Gould. Those are two words that were mentioned in the thing. Yes. Uh, I don't need. Um, I hate this. I could have gone with a Britney Spears bio. I was hoping that's what you were going to do. I know everybody was hoping we were doing it. I was like, no, no, we're not not doing that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And it wasn't, of course it also wasn't, uh, was it Prince Harry's book that came out this year? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It wasn't from Prince Harry's book either. Oh, no. because he got taken out of Last Jedi, so you couldn't use it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So has everybody got their answers in, or at least a good guess? Sure. All right, Ben. How you doing over there? Um, I've got something. All righty. Okay, so let's go back. Confidence. The beginning of this round, Christopher Walken asked you what film did Kevin Smith confirm he's in the midst of writing a script for? Mr. Green, what you write down? Uh, I wrote down, I, I'm a total guess, Infinite Clerks, as I called it. Clerk, Clerks 5? <laughs> You're not far off, but uh, Daniel, what did you write? I guess I'm wrong because I put Mall Rats too. <laughs> Okay, no, no, it wasn't Mallrats 2. He's actually had that script written for a while. Ben, let's see if you got it. I wrote Clerks 3. Clerks 3 already oh. happened. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, but there is a 3 in it. It's Jay and Silent Bob 3. Ah. That's what ah. he's currently writing. So. I just I just like the play on Infinite Crisis, so I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Yeah, We're trying and to it's help like... us with the Jason Muse said something about it, too. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the reason why, like, Kevin Smith... I don't think was going to tell anybody, but Muse kind of blurted it out somewhere. And so Smith was like, yeah, no, I am writing that. So there we go. Uh, now we move on to uh, everybody's favorite question. What was the number one searched movie on Roku? Daniel, what did you write down? No. That girl, people wanted to make sure that it was really not coming out. No, uh, is it Barbie? It was not Barbie. Oh. You skipped the question. Yeah. No, I didn't. You did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, I did. You're right. You're right. Well, we'll get to that question in a moment. Let's do this question. <laughs> so, uh, so you said Barbie, Mr. Green. What did you say? I'm going Fast X. I don't know. Fast X, Ben. One with the classic, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> it would be awesome if it was. It totally would be. <laughs> but no, the actual answer is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Ah, oh, that makes total Fair sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So now to go back to the question, I forgot. Who recently referred to unnecessary inclusion of multiple superheroes in smaller roles in a film just to create buzz as cameo porn? Ben, what'd you write down? Wrote down Zack Snyder. Okay. <laughs> Daniel, what did you write? James Gunn, but I was a bit surprised he said it for after his praise of The Flash. It was James Gunn. Mr. Green, what'd you write down? Uh, James Gunn. Yes, James Gunn. But... How much of that was real praise? How much of it was praise and how much of it was like, well, Warner Brothers wants this to make money. Yeah, we need to you save know? we need to Look, save I, the film. I understand the game, but I'm saying his brand is that he's gonna give it to you straight. So I I was I was surprised he gave that up to to make that cameo porn. True, true, mm. true. Oh my gosh. Now we move on to uh the the question that had Green laughing, and that is uh the talking about the Flash movie is that uh, when they saw it, they loved it so much that they had to call the director and rave about it for 15 minutes. Mr. Green, what's the answer? I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right in that it's, it's the couch jumper, Tom Cruise. Okay, Daniel? I put Tom Cruise. Ben? I put Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> Famous actor Scorsese. <laughs> No, the answer is Tom Cruise. We know how much he loves superhero films. Oh, yeah. Well, he did call The Flash pure cinema. 
he just didn't call the director because he doesn't know the director's name. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Of course not. Oh, man. Now, of course, I read an excerpt from a book. Uh, of course, Mr. Robert De Niro was here to read it for me. Uh, does anybody have any idea on who that was? Let's start with you, Ben. You, you just know because I got a good answer for you. It was Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> no, it was not Jennifer Lopez. But if you removed like Elliot Gould and put, I don't know, anybody. Keenan Ivory Waynes. <laughs> yeah, Keenan Ivory Waynes. Yeah, and you replace Broadway with uh, In Living Color. Yeah, it would be good. <laughs> Daniel, what, what did you write down? I put Jada Pinkett talking about a Tupac story, but then forgetting no one really wants to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Green, let's see if you actually got Because you actually were really thinking about, oh, Elliot Gould. Broadway, you're really putting the time in. Did you? Yeah, well, you I, I, I'm, I'm like, I was all over the map. Uh, I ended up on Al Pacino. No, the actual writer was Barbara Streisand. She has nice. a new, she has an autobiography yeah. out this year called My Name Is Barbara. I knew that one was going to be a hard one, but I thought let's throw it in there, and I got such great answers from both Daniel and Ben on this that I feel it was worth it. Yes. So now we move into round four. And to cap off this question, we have our good friend, the old man. Thanks, Andrew. I told everybody I was going to be back. <laughs> we talk a lot about Patreon. Oh, yeah, because I forgot. You got him. You didn't mention what this round is for, did you? No, I didn't. You're right. This is the Geek Card round. These are things that happen on Geek Card this year. And if Green doesn't get at least one right, we're fucked. Anyway, <laughs> here it comes, old man. Yeah, so we talk a lot about Patreon on Geek Card, you know, and anybody out there, they should go to Geek Card's Patreon at patreon.com slash Geek shine up today. But back in October, it was the first I heard of it, and I said what I thought Patreon should actually be and how if it was a thing, it would really help struggling businesses on the local level. Can you tell me what I said Patreon should, what I thought it was? So what did the old man think Patreon was instead of what Patreon is, which is, of course, a place where you can uh, become part of the team? Patreon.com slash geekcard. Become a geekcard again today. You can get some cool exclusives there. You can get uh, commercial-free versions of the podcast. And uh, we've got a couple other cool things there. we got uh, some extended interviews from years past. We have the archives there of episodes no longer available on podcasting platforms. You can find them at patreon.com slash geekard. So now moving on to our next question. Back in the summer, we gave our review of Barbie, where we told people to see it in theaters. We got no emails on that evening's show. But on the following episode, we were inundated with numerous emails about Barbie, and sadly, how many of them did not like it. But what movie were we reviewing on that week's show that was not Barbie? See, think back to what came out the week after Barbie. I know it's all a blur. I know it's all a blur. I, and I'm being, I'm being good and not clicking on that web page right now. You, yeah, you can't do that. Because I've got be, a list, but I'm like, I'm trying to be a very good boy. Yeah. What be were a good we talking boy about? See what you can remember. Yes. Fuck did we review the following week? It was the week after came out. So it was not it was not Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer came out the same week as Barbie. 
It's something that came out the week after Barbie. I know it's a hard thing to think about because Barbie kind of took over, you know, the summer. It was Barbie's summer. Here's the the better part. I don't even remember what, what when they came out. <laughs> Time does not exist in my universe. Time does not exist. It is not a thing. Oh, this is why this is the hardest section. It truly this is. Hard, is. It this truly is, is. is. I am going to be lucky to get one. Based off yeah. these first two questions, I will yeah. be lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just write down your answers. So now this one, this one's a fun one here. If you're somebody who knows the guests of Geekard, name the two actors that Geekard spoke to this year about not being invited to the Nexium cult. So we had two separate, we actually, we had one guest on who kind of revealed that they were kind of pissed off that nobody asked them, even though they wouldn't join. And then it was revealed later by another person who's a friend of hers that, oh no, they got asked, but they're just more antisocial. So they did, they declined and didn't even give another thought about it. So there you go. I got my one. He got, he's got his one there. He's got his one. So it's two actors, somebody we talked to in June, somebody we talked to just this past month. Now moving on to our next question. On our Toronto International Film Festival wrap-up, myself and Mr. Green each gave their picks for the top three films they saw at the fest. What was my number one pick? So just think about the films that played at TIFF. If you had a chance to go to TIFF, that might help. If you co-hosted the show with me, that should really help. But knowing your memory, Probably not. Oh, your number one film. My number one film. The film I enjoyed the most at the festival. The film that I came out of and was like, this is it. This is the best film I saw at this festival. And the worst part is, is once I hear the answer, I'm going to be like, yep, that's the one. Yeah, probably. Probably because you were there. Yeah, we, no. it's it's always it's it's easy to remember when somebody tells you yes, <laughs> tells you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember the films at the festival. That's the that's the real problem. Is I don't that's even remember it. I, I I I remember the films I watched. I'm trying to remember the films that you talked about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh and I do gosh. remember you telling me like, oh yeah, this movie was great. And now we come to the final question of this round. And this one, I think everybody has a good chance of getting the answer because it wasn't just on this episode that I talked about this. I kind of talked about this in real life for quite a bit. What film did Andrew not want to see, debated not going to see it and skip out on the review, was filled with anger after seeing it, vowed never to see a film like it again, and suggested that people should go see Blackberry instead of seeing this piece of shit. Now, it was not a popular opinion. It was my opinion. There are probably some people listening to the show. When they hear the answer, they'll be like, I disagree with you. But my personal opinion, and it's one that I actually did share with yeah. both Ben and Daniel after the fact. So I remember the conversation. If you don't get this one, I'll be really shocked, Green. I'll no, be really I am. I, you'd be shocked because I am 
I am struggling. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh, we got how how are you doing, Ben and Daniel? Are you doing okay? You got answers down? I just feel a big pang of guilt because uh the question before this and this one, I'm like, I feel like we've had direct conversations about it and it it, it is escaping me. It it is okay. It is okay, everybody. Yeah, it's okay for you not to remember. I, I talk to this dude every week <laughs> and do the show with them. <laughs> like both 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 of these last two answers are things that like I have direct exa- like I Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, hold this on. This is what this... I was worried about this this moment right here. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was hoping for. Yeah. Exposing Green for not being a true friend. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. So I've No, you, you got some... me dead to rights, bro. I like <laughs> Like I, can, like, I, we, I can remember who you hate in comics. I know what director that you would love to see assassinated almost. Not really, but like. I said, no, it's always punch in the face. Yeah, sorry, you're right. It's punch. punch it's my Andy, punch in the face list. That's yeah. right. Punch Andy Diggle in the face and punch uh, 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 Terrence Malick in the in, in the face and the balls, apparently. Because um, that's for all sure. For Terrence Malick. I'm mm-hmm. all in. I'll yeah, yeah everybody's in on Terrence. Everybody's in on Terrence Malick. So but, have you just write down an answer. You only got a, a few seconds. We've had oh a lot of time on this one, Green. Sorry, I don't even remember fucking movies anymore. God damn I it. I know you don't. God oh, damn it. Man. Time is a flat circle. You said you okay. said uh black go watch Blackberry instead of this film. You hated That's it. That's right. And I, I apparently did not hate it like you did. Probably not as much as I did. I don't know if you liked it. I don't think you did. I don't but... remember February. Well, it wasn't February, so was it mm. March, January? No. no, isn't that when BlackBerry came out? BlackBerry came out in the spring. No. Yeah. Be sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're gonna get to the, get to the answers for this round now. Uh, in the first question, the old man he talked about Patreon and what he thought it was when we talked about it, and he thought what it should be. And he thinks that if it actually was this, it would help struggling local businesses. Um, let's see what your answers were. Ben, what did you get for this? I wrote down patron for hire service. Ah, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Daniel? This, this whole round was guesses for me. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> oh, understandable. Yeah. understandable. Don't worry, Daniel, Ben, you're not alone. Yeah, yeah, it was all you're guesses not alone. great, too. Uh, Daniel, yeah, what did you I, write down? I had a down? similar thing. Like, it was kind of just like an open table type thing where you... you uh, or can only register for local businesses. Okay. Okay. Them. Mr. Green. I had a group meetup for people to patronize local stores and restaurants. So you guys were kind of close, but old man, do you want to tell him what it was? Well, I thought it was a robot. I thought it was the Patreon 5,000 that you'd hire him to go to businesses and they'd be like, look, the Patreon 5,000 loves this place. You will too. Come on down and meet the Patreon 5,000. I think it's a killer idea. You like any idea that involves a robot. Of course I do. Robots (laughs) of the future. Robots in 4K TVs. That's what it's all about here, kids. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, old man. So nobody got got the point on that one. Now we go to... Uh, back in the summer, when we gave our review of Barbie, nobody wrote in anything, but they wrote in the next week on mass about Barbie when we weren't reviewing it. What film were we reviewing that night, Mr. Green? Blue Beetle. 
No, it was not Blue Beetle. It would be another month before Blue Beetle would come out. Sure. Uh, ben? Oh, no, I just started shooting in the dark now. I just, I just wrote down Mission Impossible. No, no, it wasn't Mission Impossible. Daniel? I didn't know it, so I just wanted to uh, bump They Clone Tyrone. I'm pretty sure that came out the same week as Barbie and Oppenheimer, but I just wanted people to remember They Clone Tyrone. There you go, They Clone Tyrone. Check it out, people. Definitely. Uh, no, the answer was Haunted Mansion. Oh. Was that the following that, that week? Movie. That was the following week. <laughs> and, <movie>. I, <laughs> and yeah, a lot of wow. people did, did not see that movie because they were still all seeing Barbie. The next week, where did they feel bad that they gave Barbie so much hate when there was the Haunted Mansion to talk about? <laughs> oh, bro, we're going to have blows now. Haunted Mansion was great. There you go. Like, it wasn't terrible. I just I just feel no. like. No, no, he's objectively great. Fair enough. Objectively great. Okay, there we go. Great. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> you can't argue with that. It's a. Right. Yeah, I think I, I I haven't looked. I'm not looking at it right now, but I'm pretty sure that it's in my top twenty of the year. Oh my gosh! It might even wow. be top fifteen. Wow. Okay. I was gonna okay. ask, did you watch twenty one movies? <laughs> <laughs> Currently oh, at seventy one. I forgot about the Iron Claw, so I'm at seventy one right now. All right, so let's move on to the next question, which I'm pretty sure this is the one that Green got right. The only one. Name, name the two actors that Geekard spoke to this year about not being invited to the Nexium cult. Mr. Green, who are the names? Get, give it to the other two first. Okay. I don't want... Ben? No, no, absolutely not. I, yeah. I didn't want to be disrespectful, so I just wrote question marks here. Okay, okay. I, I, I pulled a Ben. I was like, I don't know, and I don't want to be rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, Mr. Green, what were the answers? Catherine, Isabel, and Jewel State. I was going to put Jewel. I feel terrible. <laughs> I was like, it's got to be Jewel, but I was like, no, no, never mind. Yeah, yeah. So, no, Jewel State came on. It was like, yeah, me and Catherine Isabel were talking about it the other day, and we're like, how come nobody invited us to the cult? We wouldn't go, but, like, how come? And then when we had Catherine Isabel on, she's like, oh, no, they did invite us to the cult, but we both told them, what, you're going to sit around talking in a uh, circle about your feelings? That's stupid. So, you <laughs> go. Is when we also learned that Catherine Isabel uh, is not a fan of uh, the holidays. She's a, she's very Grinchy. Yeah, she's quite the Grinch, but we love her. She's great. Yeah, no, she is. Oh, my God. So now, uh, as I mentioned, Toronto International Film Festival wrap-up, I named my top three picks from the festival. What was my number one pick? Daniel, you have a guess. I feel like you did tell me, and I... It... I just completed, so I'm just going to say American Fiction because I want people to think about American Fiction. American Fiction, very good film. That was my number two from the festival. My number two, Ben? I did the same thing as number four, where I didn't want to be disrespectful and have a weird guess. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because I do remember you talking about it. I'm like, damn it. I cannot in the life of me remember. Mr. Green, let's see if you remember. You were there. I was the person on the episode that you were listening to yeah. Also giving your answers. What was my number one pick? Um, Super Mario Brothers. I, I don't remember <laughs> at all. I legit don't. Here's the thing. Super Mario Brothers is, is, was a great yeah. film. It's yeah. much better than a lot of people thought it was going to be. I really enjoyed the Super Mario Brothers I animated film. Yeah. Here, I, I, for Ben and Daniel, anybody listening at home, anybody who's listening at home will understand this, but for Ben and Daniel, here, and Andrew will not be shocked by this, I don't even remember what my number one pick was. Well, it's because you technically didn't have it. You refused to give them in order, so you just made all three of them equal. 
Fair enough. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You said, well, I'm not ranking them. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, my my film was Hitman, the new film by Richard Linklater, which will be released in 2024. Uh, Yeah. Yep. No, I totally remember you talking about that. Yeah. Now, this this is one that I know specifically I talked to all three of you about. True. All three of you about what film did I not want to see, debated not going to see it and skip out on the review, was filled with anger after seeing it, vowed to never see a film like it again, and suggested to people listening that they should go see Blackberry if it was playing in their area instead of seeing this piece of shit. Daniel, what's your guess? I don't know the timing of this, but I feel like we both agree that Bo is Afraid is not good. Bo is Afraid is terrible, but... (laughs) I didn't think anybody was going to go see that anyways. All right. So I did not. I thought maybe people would be like, oh, it's Ari Aster. I got to go see it. Yeah. No, no. It wasn't that. Ben? Yeah. No, no clue here. Mr. Green, you should know this because I'm going to say right now, not only did I hate it that bad, Uh but you also didn't like the film. And when you were expecting to like it at least, and we had a guest come on two months later who had listened to that episode and asked if I was okay. <laughs> what was the movie? Okay. So my written down answer and I'm going is was my jo- is a quasi joke and it was the Northman, but that's only because that was from like two years ago. Uh, yeah. And I actually, but no, I actually but, enjoyed the Northman. You're the one that didn't like it. Oh but, my God. Uh, what a piece of shit. No. Uh, with what you just said, I, is it the flash? You, no, it is not the flash. The flash. I flash. I didn't think was very good, but I didn't mind it. No, the answer right here. And it's something that when I told you, when we talked about another thing, yeah, yeah. you agree with me. And Ben, when I told you your answer to, was it, doesn't matter what you say. It's all about family. The answer is oh. Fast 10. <laughs> that movie was terrible, and I couldn't understand oh. why everybody loved it. Piece of shit. Well, don't worry. The stuff with Vin Diesel seems like there's not going to be a Fast 11. You might yes, have to watch yes, yeah. Like Unfortunately, yeah. Yes, of course, shit like this comes out. And that's what changes movies these days. People doing People doing bad things. And, uh, yeah, that's some oh, terrible man. shit. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe the silver lining is I won't ever have to talk about those fast movies again. Um, but we've uh, we've now come to the final bonus round. Oh, my God. There's more questions? Yes. And these questions are worth five points. There's only three questions. This could be the, the, the questions that shift the game. Because right just... now – oh, no, no. I got one point. So I'm – it's 13 and he's 16. I'm three points back. No, you're you're actually sixteen. And How did he I get sixteen? Is, he is eighteen at the moment. Oh, because I forgot about the other round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so there we go. So now we're going into. But this is anybody's game here. Anybody's game. Ben is right now with twelve. Green is with sixteen, and Daniel is at eighteen. So the first question I'm going to ask you guys, what was the highest grossing film of 2023? Write down your answers. And the second question was, what was the most streamed album on Spotify in 2023? Write down your answers now. And I am guessing. 
any guesses are welcome here. Guesses are welcome here. And the final question, who was Time Magazine's person of the year in 2023? And this I, one I hate these questions. Yes, but here's the thing. Just this, think no, about who this specific question cuz you know why I hate this. But anyways, go on. I'm just saying, you don't even have to know who Time wrote. You just have to think about who's somebody that everybody's been talking about this year. That's all you really need to know for that. So write in your answers. See, uh, Ben and Daniel are very confident here. Mr. Green is sweating profusely. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this question. This is fun. This is actually this. These are the types of questions that end off the the big fat quiz of the year every year. So these three questions. Well, I think so now question, it's trademark infringement. Okay. No, I changed the I changed slightly some of the questions. So there you go. I yeah. don't think they really care about Time Magazine, and I don't really think they care about Spotify. I think they actually have a different music question and a different person question there. Okay. Okay. Fair. So there we go. All right. So everybody got your answers in. Yipper. Okay. So, highest grossing film of the year. I'm pretty sure everybody got this. Green? Barbie. Daniel? I said Barbie. Ben? Barbie. Points all around. That is five points added to each of your scores. Okay. Now, what was the most streamed album on Spotify in 2023? Ben, what'd you say? I wrote the Cats soundtrack. (laughs) Okay. All right. That's an interesting choice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Daniel? I just said something by Taylor Swift. I don't know. Mr. Green? Uh, yeah, I went Taylor Swift's Arrows. Well, actually, the answer was, and this is, the, I think they might have gotten a record for this because it's the second year in a row that Enverano Sinti by Bad Bunny was the most uh, streamed album of the year. So two years Bunny. in a row won the so crown. Close. So close. But now finally. Funny as cats. <laughs> funny as cats right there. Yes. They're furry. They got four yes. legs. Yes, yes, yes. You were in the animal region. Yes. Oh, Finally, who was Time Magazine's person of the year? Daniel, who'd you write down? Put Taylor Swift. I have no clue. You put Taylor Swift. Green? I went Taylor Swift. You went Taylor Swift. Ben? Oh, I confidently went Taylor Swift on this. There we go. That is another five <laughs> points for everybody. And that means that our winner of the first ever Big Fat Quiz of Geek Card is Daniel Grant. Congratulations. You took it home for Spoiled Rotten. Um, I mean, I didn't get those two questions right, so it's, <laughs> it's a real bittersweet victory. Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, you, you gave probably, if there was a, uh, a special award for this, I'd say you probably got the most creative answers on the board. That's what for, I do. There you go. That's <laughs> what you do. And Green... You really let me down in that last uh, last second. We come back from commercial break, and suddenly you got no answers for anything. I I got one. You got one, yes. I got one in that round. That was a terrible round. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, nope, nope. There we go. All right, so this is the initial uh, Big Fat Quiz of Geek Card. We might bring this back next year. Did everybody have a good time playing? This was amazing. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Green, how'd you feel about it, aside from letting me down? <laughs> well, if you, you know, actually didn't pick shitty questions, I think I would have done oh, a lot better. Oh, it's the questions, is uh, it? To- totally the questions. <laughs> it's uh, totally let me down. 
Um, I did get the over, so I'm happy about that. Uh, But, uh, you know, and uh, I I am happy that I at least beat Ben. No offense to you, sir. Uh, That's all right. I needed to at least beat somebody. Uh, Daniel, congratulations. Thank you. You fucking cheated. I know you did. It's okay. I looked up that one question. I I told you I didn't even get it right. (laughs) What well, what question was that? I don't remember. I just said it as a joke. I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, I want to thank you guys for playing. This has been a, a fun time. Of course, to all our listeners out there, next week we have a um, best guest in moments of the years is our Ghosts of 2023 episode. You're going to hear some of our interviews from throughout the year, so definitely check that out. And in the new year. Uh, Looks like all things permitting, we will be live once again on Reality Radio 101 on January 5th for our first episode of the year where we count down the best movies, comics, and TV shows of the previous year with our panel, esteemed panel of judges. So definitely stay tuned for that. But for now, uh, it's come to the end of the show, Mr. Green. You You know what you need to do. Yeah, this I actually know the answer to. This this one this one I actually do know the answer to. If you like what we do, you can always find more content over at patreon.com slash geekard for everybody who participates in that right now. We thank you guys ever so much. You're a big help Thanks. to us. Yep. Absolutely. And of course, additional content always available through YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Yes, even Pinterest. Search Geekard Show on any of those platforms and you'll find us there. Of course, check out our website, geekardshow.com for more news, reviews, and this very show you're listening to right now because, of course, we're not live, so this is the only way you're hearing us, and we super appreciate that as well. But, of course, if you're super forgetful like I am and you don't remember to go and click on things, the best way to ensure you hear us every week, Andrew, is to do what? Is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. It's that simple. Perfect. That is absolutely the correct answer. You win the quiz. As always, if you want to continue the conversation with us, you could email us, geekheartshow at gmail.com. I want to thank Daniel and Ben for coming on the program. Uh, guys, where can people find you? Uh, uh, this is Daniel speaking. I am at the Young Guard on Twitter, T-H-E-Y-U-N-G-G-U-A-R-D. And same thing on Instagram, just remove the the. And our podcast is at TDF Spoiled on Instagram, Twitter, and threads. And uh, for me, it's just Instagram for me right now at uh, BMFS underscore 86. Perfect. So check those guys out. For Ben, Daniel, Spoiled Rotten, Mr. Green, the old man, and uh, for all of our guests tonight, and for Yuri in the booth, hope you get well soon, bud. This is Andrew Young saying, if you're going to geek out, you might as well geek hard. Thank you for listening to Geek Hard right here on geekhardshow.com.